Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are we going, huh? And we are live for the NBA strategy show, which makes me incredibly happy. The NBA is back. We are here to talk about it. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by the boss man, Alex Baker. Alex, how are you? Doing good, man. That's exciting that the NBA is back today. It feels like only yesterday that uh, the Lakers won the title and now it's back. So the nice thing is some of these teams we haven't seen for a while, like nine months, and the Warriors are one of them. So got a little bit of interesting uh, stuff going on with some of these teams. Uh, I think tomorrow will be the crazy day, and today will be kind of a smooth way to break into the year. So it'll be fun. Yeah, 13-gamer tomorrow. Buckle up for that one, guys. Yeah, I mentioned to my dad, I was like, oh, NBA's back today. I got my first NBA show. He's like, it's back? Didn't it just end? (laughs) Sort of, but it's back again anyway, and I couldn't be happier. So excited to talk NBA. We have a ton of NBA content for you. It's... We've got it all every single day, Uh, overnight pods, strategy shows, deeper dive, live before lock. Every single day is going to be just a ton of NBA. And that's just video and audio. We're not even talking about the stuff that's on the website, which I think that we should probably touch on a little bit out of the gate. But first, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. We want to push that subscription number up a ton today. We're really trying to get close to 50K. So go ahead, subscribe to this channel so you can get the alerts when we go live. We've got the Caruso promo. I think we should start there. So if anybody wants to sign up at awesomeo.com, go to awesomeo.com slash join, use the promo code Caruso. You get our NBA package for a dollar through December 29th. So we've got Alex's projections. We've got ownership projections. We've got rankings. We've got our Slack chat. We've got lineup builder. We've got the boom bus tool. Um, I, I don't want to say anything. Okay, we we have the big board. I'm trying to only say things that I know have been officially released and are in our drop-down menu because we have stuff coming down the pike as well. We've got the NBA starting lineups page. Uh, this is going to be a great place for you guys to track who's starting, who's in, who's out. Um, you can see that in our NBA drop-down. So if you go to awesomeo.com, NBA will be across the top of the page. Uh, you'll see everything that we have uh, ship, my, ship My Money, Adam Share wrote a, a ton of content on GPPs and cash games and contest selection. I did some accompanying videos as well. We have everything you need to play NBA DFS this season. Alex, is there anything specific from your content that you want to touch on before we get started? Well, I think one of the uh, things we want to do is make it easier, like no matter what level you know, player you are. So for the, like, people who are just getting into it and need a free resource, we got the starting lineups. It's not up right now, but in a couple of days, that's updated along with my projections. So you get the, the latest uh, projected starters. Um, we have the big board. This is really a, a tool I made to make hand building easier by having all the important data in front of you. Um, and then the uh, the highest uh 
value thing we have is with the full membership on the boom bust probability page, we have the optimal lineup percentage and that'll help you easily identify who the leverage plays are and if guys are going over owned. I'm so excited to dive into this. I love the updates to the boom bus tool. I love the big board being, being able to get a snapshot of the slate in just one chart. Um, the lineups page clearly going to be massive paying attention to guys that are in and out for the NBA is one of those crucial pieces of this sport. It's different than everything else. You have to be around for that final hour. If you're not going to be around right before lock, that's really problematic in the NBA, especially on a big slate. There's so many moving pieces. Uh, We're trying to make sure that we have a a coverage piece for everything that could possibly pop up. We also have the NBA live blog, uh, the news God handling that one throughout the day and also just dropping news into our premium Slack chat, basically from the time the sun rises till the time the sun sets, he's all over it. It it feels like this has been forever for me to say this, but uh, we've got two games today. Are you ready to start taking a look at them? These are tough ones, but uh, let's give it a go. I love it so much. So here we go. Warriors and Nets, first game up, 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, Brooklyn, seven-point favorites, around 230 total last I looked. Man, we've got Kevin Durant back. Kyrie Irving, healthy. Steph Curry, back and healthy. Uh, New look Warriors. So much to talk about. Let's start on the Warriors side. We've got Steph Curry on DraftKings, 9,300. He is, I believe, the third most expensive, fourth most expensive? Durant, AD, LeBron, fourth most expensive player. More expensive than uh, Kawhi. That's fun. And then we've got... We're going to have to see how is Kelly Oubre working his way in. Is James, how many minutes is James Wiseman going to play? He has not played yet and didn't exactly play a ton in college. It's been a while since James Wiseman has been playing any competitive basketball. So let's start at the top end. How are you feeling about Steph Curry today? I mean, Steph Curry on, on this new Warriors team is poised to really have like a huge fantasy year because, I mean, you take away KD, you take away Clay Thompson, sadly. Um, those were two really high usage, uh, guys. And then, um, also Draymond Green is out tonight. He's kind of like a main ball handler for the Warriors. So basically like, it's all going to be Curry because Andrew Wiggins, I know he, he's had a little bit of success at point guard like before, but I'm, I'm skeptical of his abilities. And then the rest of the team just really doesn't, um, it doesn't really handle the ball and dish out assists. So that means it's all going to be on Curry. His price is reasonable tonight. So I think that he's uh, he's one of the better plays of the slate. What are you making of Curry? Uh, I really like him. Um, I think 9,300 is probably one of the cheaper. So like, I think that salary rises throughout the season. I think he's closer to 10K as we get further along because he's going to have to do everything for this team. Even when Draymond is back, it's not like Draymond is some you know offensive superpower. If uh, we start to see Wiseman look good. I think that's just another benefit for Curry. Um, on FanDuel, though, Curry, 8,700. I think he's pretty clearly the top point guard option, and uh, that's a place that I'm looking at him a little bit more than I am on DraftKings, just because it's easier to fit in other people uh, on DK. But I think Curry is – I mean, there's you can make a case that Curry is the best option on FanDuel regardless of position just because of that price tag. Uh, you mentioned Andrew Wiggins. It is a year ago today that he shot me out of $100,000 in the final minute of the game, which I really hate. So I hope he doesn't do that again to me today for an actual million. That would not be fun. Uh, he's looks really good as a shooting guard option on FanDuel. Again, like I think he's shooting guard on FanDuel is pretty bleak. Uh, probably like three legitimate options and then a couple coin flips. I like him a little bit more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings. I think we need to touch a little bit on the center rotation for the Warriors. Is it James Wiseman? Is it Kevon Looney? Is it Marquise Chris? Is it insert some random fourth guy here because Steve Kerr decides to play all 15 guys on his active roster. I don't get the sense that Wiseman is, can be out there for a ton of time. If he, if Wiseman plays, you know, north of 20 minutes, I assume that he is just absolutely smashing. I just don't know if he's ready for it. I have no concept of how many minutes he's really going to be out. I'm really going to try to pay close attention to news today, see if we can kind of get an idea of who's going to be 
uh, in that center rotation. What stands out most to you? Is it Wiseman? Is it Looney? Is it Chris? What, what do you like in the front court for the Warriors? So I think um, with Draymond Green out, that creates a lot of potential minutes. Um, as far as ranking the guys, I'd say Pascal, he really showed that he's head and shoulders above the rest of the, the front court guys last year. And he averaged about 28 minutes a game last year. So that was significantly more than any of the other guys. Kevon Looney was pretty injured last year, though. So I think in the past, we saw him start and play about 24 minutes. That's in the range of outcomes. Um, but Pascal, I feel like, has the most reliable workload of the front court. I'll be interested to see, like, once Pascal and Looney, who I'm projecting the start, are out of the game, do they go, like, smaller and play like a three wing lineup instead of two bigs. Um, we don't really know exactly how that's going to shake out. I, I think Wiseman is someone I'm going to avoid tonight because as a rookie, he uh, would be expected to play in preseason. Of course, he didn't play at all. So I, I think he's going to be ready for this game, but I don't think he's going to start. And off the bench, if he's limited, that's going to equal maybe 20 minutes if you're lucky. So do you, do you think Wiseman is playable or is he just kind of like someone that we should avoid? Yeah, 4,900 on DK, uh, 4,200 on FanDuel where you're only going to be able to get one center. I don't think that he is viable. I, I would, if there's anybody on this entire slate that I'd like to be wrong about, it's Wiseman. If he goes out there and just plays, it's, I, I don't expect him to play all that much. Uh, certainly, I don't expect him to play enough to be like someone I'm worried about given his price tag but that's the guy that I want to surprise me. If he ends up being really good, I think that's really fun for the Warriors moving forward. Uh, I, I want to echo your thoughts on Eric Pascal, uh, especially on DraftKings. He's 3,800. He's priced like he was going to be Draymond Green's backup. And today he's not Draymond Green's backup. He's the best value play on DraftKings. I don't think that there's anybody really in that same sort of tier on FanDuel. It's a little bit different. He's 4,900. He's certainly uh, one of the, guys that you're going to be rostering pretty regularly at power forward, but it's not the same sort of value that you're getting on DK. Uh, I assume Pascal is the first, uh, like the first guy into a cash lineup on DraftKings. He's just at 3,800. There's, we're not going to see that kind of value on a two gamer. So I really like that call. Anybody else standing out to you from the Warriors? I don't have a ton of interest in the wings. Like Wiggins looks fine. Ubre looks fine. These are two guys that I expect to play around 30 minutes. Um, I prefer Wiggins and Oubre both on FanDuel compared to their DraftKings numbers. But are, are you getting any other value coming out of Golden State? They're a tricky team to plug because uh, Kerr has no problem running a deeper rotation. Yeah, this one's going to be tough to predict this first night. Um, so I guess uh, I guess the short answer is no. Like I feel like they kind of price everyone up a lot just in case like stuff happened between the time they posted the slate and today, I guess. So everyone looks pretty hard to, to get to. One exception is Kent Bazemore on FanDuel, who's 3,600. It's unclear what his role would be, but I feel like when you're comparing him to other bench players like Wanamaker, Damian Lee, and Jordan Poole, he's clearly the best, uh, most proven NBA player of the bunch. So I feel like he's going to be highest in the pecking order and at 3,600. I mean, maybe that's that value piece that, that helps you unlock the rest of your lineup. The man behind the virtual <laughs> glass, Jordan Klein, quite the Jordan Poole fan. Uh, since you mentioned him, he might need to go towel himself off after that. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else for the Warriors now. I think it's time that we transition over to the Brooklyn Nets, who I think are the most difficult team to project in the NBA right now. Um, they are filled with guys that are viable NBA rotation pieces to the point where I think I left three of three guys that I would expect to be rotation guys on any other team in the league. They don't have minutes for tonight. That part is a little scary, and I think it makes for really interesting construction on FanDuel where there's some ambiguity in who like the ninth, 10th, 11th man is for the Nets. If you get that piece right as the value, that could be the difference in their monster uh, millimaker contest for today. 
There are certainly guys that we know are going to be out there, though. Kevin Durant making his return after tearing his Achilles has been out for over a year. Kyrie Irving making his return from whatever nagging injuries that he's had in the past or whatever else weird he's doing in his life. Durant 9,800 on DraftKings, Kyrie 8,500 on DraftKings. Kyrie is 9K on FanDuel, Durant is 8,500. Uh, Durant looks fantastic as a power forward for 8,500 on FanDuel. Not so sure that I love the $9,800 price tag on DraftKings. You seeing anything different with regards to Durant? Um, no, I think... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Durant is quite expensive on DraftKings. The 9800 we got to be a little bit worried about, you know, his first game back from this uh, Achilles injury. I mean, I, I feel like he would have been healthy enough, like, in the bubble if they wanted to really push him. So I do feel like he's had enough time to recover from that fully. So I think um, I think we should see full minutes here. But um, I, I don't know if he was ever really a 9,800 player to begin with because – I mean, he, uh, I'm, I'm not sure he has quite as high usage as some of the other guys like Harden, Westbrook, et cetera. Yeah. And, the, I mean, the peripheral stats aren't quite as good as some other guys, too. You're paying top dollar for him. So, I think when you compare him to, like, LeBron, who's, like, racking up assists and rebounds at a very high rate and has higher usage, like, Durant really pales in comparison, unless there's something I'm missing here. No, we're on the same page. Not only that, uh, particularly on DraftKings, LeBron James is cheaper and has guard forward eligibility where Durant only has power forward. So you could use LeBron in five different spots in your lineup. Point point guard, small forward, guard forward utility, whereas Durant, you're locked in a little bit more and you get LeBron at a cheaper salary. So, I mean, maybe Durant is the, you know, the wild card pivot to LeBron given those things, but on... FanDuel, where Durant is 8500 that stands out to me as a really nice price. I like him more than Anthony Davis. It's an extra 2100 to go to AD at power forward on FanDuel. I'm guessing you're feeling sort of similar with that price tag. Yeah, 8500 is that that's more in line with where he should be. And, I mean, that's a great price tag. So, Kevin Durant on FanDuel. And I think, like, um... I mean, this situation they have in Brooklyn is favorable for him because uh, you take him off the Warriors where they had Curry uh, and Clay Thompson, uh, who are both pretty high-usage guys, and Draymond Green as a ball handler. Now, the, the Nets team is actually kind of similar with Kyrie kind of filling the Curry role. And then you have two ball handlers and Kat Curtis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie that – it's unclear exactly how they're going to be utilized, but I don't think Durant's ever going to be like on the court, like running the offense a ton. Um, so he, he stands out as a, a good play at 8,500 um, just because of how talented he is. Um, it, it's funny. I guess the, the actual salary he should be is probably in between DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah. You mentioned Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, two guys that I'm having trouble figuring out for their particular role. Um, I think they look pretty similar on DraftKings. Levert, 6,500. Dinwiddie, 6K. Meanwhile, on FanDuel, Dinwiddie, 5,200. Karis Levert, 5,800. I prefer Dinwiddie to Levert on FanDuel. I could go either direction on DK. I just see that as a really difficult thing to hash out. Not only that, we've got a really murky center rotation, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. I'm leaning more towards DeAndre Jordan, a little bit cheaper, likely to start. I think they are probably going to DeAndre Jordan until they realize that that doesn't work because he's DeAndre Jordan. We'll see where that goes. DeAndre Jordan at 4,500 though on FanDuel. Is he the best center play today? The most expensive center that's viable is Montrezl Harrell at 5,100, which is crazy. Center is 
Center's going to be a tough one on FanDuel. Is DeAndre Jordan the best one? I didn't think I would say that. Yeah, I think he could be. And uh, with DeAndre Jordan, I mean, Jared Allen started a lot of games last year. DeAndre Jordan started a few, but in the first two preseason games, DeAndre Jordan started. So I think it's fair to assume that Jordan will get the start here. Now, um, I think that will equal about a 50-50 split based on last year. So uh, I, I do like DeAndre Jordan. I feel like his skill set is very complementary to KD and Kyrie, where he can rebound the, the ball very well and play defense, and he doesn't like need the ball and doesn't really ball handle. So I feel like, um, I mean, Jared Allen is uh, he's a he doesn't get quite as many rebounds, I guess, but similar mold, I guess. So I guess maybe I'm drawing a distinction that isn't there, but Kyrie said that DeAndre Jordan is one of the the core pieces of the team. And he kind of like, uh, kind of uh, dissed Jared Allen last year. So the fact that DeAndre Jordan started these first two preseason games kind of bears credence to the fact that he's the center this year and Jared Allen might be on the trading block. So, um, feel pretty confident in DeAndre Jordan being able to, to get the rebounds uh, to pay off that 4500 How are you feeling about the rest of the Nets? Uh, Joe Harris, Landry Shamit, Jeff Green, Torian Prince. Anybody else stand out as a, an interesting value to you? Or are you trying to get to anybody else from Brooklyn? I mean, it's a two-gamer, so you're going to be playing you know, quite a bit of people. But anything stand out to you from Brooklyn? I feel like Joe Harris is pretty safe, um, although he's not as good a player as LeVert and Dinwiddie, I'd say. His skill set as a high-efficiency shooter is much more valuable on this team. Uh, his true shot percentage was 60.6% last year. LeVert was at 51, and Dinwiddie was at 54. So uh, I feel like Joe Harris is probably the best suited for this team. LeVert and Dinwiddie are kind of redundant to some extent now that KD and Kyrie are on uh, the team and healthy. So uh, that being said, I think LeVert and Dinwiddie are are miles ahead of like Landry Shamit, Torian Prince, Timothy Luau, Cabarro. So I do feel like they're going to run a shorter rotation with this uh, grouping of personnel. But Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert are priced like they're they're going to be like main pieces of the team. And I think it's uh, intuitive that with Durant and Irving, they're going to be relegated to lesser roles this year. Awesome. We've got over 800 people in here right now, but only 99 likes. I I don't appreciate (laughs) the low number guys hit that thumbs up. It's important for us to run that number high. It's important to me because uh, I get to rub that in Laffy's face when those numbers are incredibly high. Uh, that makes me happy. But also, subscribe to the channel. We're going to get to 50K at some point soon, and that's going to be a benefit to all of the subscribers, to all of the listeners. You're going to want to be around for that. We've got a giveaway going on tonight. You should head to our Twitter account, awesomeo underscore com. It's a big-time giveaway. You have the opportunity to win a $1,000 awesomeo.com platinum pass, which is just massive. All you have to do is reply to that tweet, with who will score more points, LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard. You need to follow at awesomeo underscore com. You really need to follow at awesomeo NBA. We are trying to make a push for the followers in that account. We're just shy of 10,000. That's going to be another nice landmark for us. So we're at 9,600 and change. We're trying to make that push over 10K. So if you can follow that account as well, just like the tweet and reply and you've got your chance to win a thousand dollar platinum pass. And that's a big one. That's the one you want right there. (laughs) I might be going for that. Yeah. You and me both. You and me both. Uh, Anything else you want to touch on from the Warriors Nets game? Anything that you think is slipping through the cracks, anything that we haven't talked about yet um, that you're expecting for tonight? Well, uh, I feel like tonight we're going to really need to uh, to dig deep to, to figure out some way to break out of the field because, like, obviously we're all working with the same set of players. So I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to think of guys that maybe will have bigger roles potentially than, uh, than average projections. So 
One guy I'm not sure about is Brad Wanamaker. He's the new backup point guard on the Warriors. I mean, if he purely plays backup to Curry, that's going to be 14 minutes about and not enough to get him there. But the question is, do they value him more than Damian Lee and Jordan Poole? I feel like Jordan Poole being a first-round pick, they're probably going to give him a lot of opportunities to to try to work his way into uh, – the main role in this team, but uh, I'm not. I think Wanamaker might be a little bit better than these guys. So there's a potential he like could play a little backup wing too. And uh, we saw Curry play off ball a decent amount in his uh, years in the past. So he's 3,300 on DraftKings. Like maybe the cheapest guy that's playable. What do, what do you make of Wanamaker? I, I like that call. I mean, he's obviously not a guy that you're just trying to jam into everything. Um, but uh, I took a look through all my data this morning. He grades out pretty well on DK. If they, I'd be surprised if they had them both on the floor at the same time, but the Nets are unique in that they're loaded with backcourt talent. So if there's a situation where Kyrie and Dinwiddie are on the floor together, it's not as crazy to have Wanamaker and Curry out there to potentially give Wanamaker an extra minute or two because they're just not going to have that same sort of size, but there aren't all that many pay down options. I certainly prefer Wanamaker to Damian Lee. If we're trying to pay down, there's not really anything that stands out as like an awesome pay down option from Brooklyn. So if you're really trying to save some salary, I don't hate the Wanamaker call, particularly in the large field stuff. So if we're, if this is a thousand entry contest, I'm I'm probably not going to be looking to a ton of Brad Wanamaker, but if you're trying to win a Millie, even on FanDuel 3,700, so 200 above the minimum, I don't think it's crazy to go there. It will help you get a little bit different and not chop up because I, I mean, you're, you're playing for second. I'm going to solo solo <laughs> win that Millie today. Um, but you know, that way you don't have to chop as much for second place. Yeah. And w- one of the uh, features we have this year is the optimal line percentage. So like, if you just look at the projections I have for Lee and Wanamaker, I have Lee at 12 points and Wanamaker at 10.6 I mean, these don't even surpass the thresholds of, like, playable on a normal slate. But because, like, there's so little, like, guys who are even going to get minutes at this range, the optimal lineup percentage for Lee is 8%, and Wanamaker is 10%. So, like, just based on salary cap alone, these guys have a decent chance of finding themselves in the winning lineup. And the ownership looks like it could be there, too, unfortunately. But I just want to point that out, that even though these guys – aren't going to be productive in fantasy, there is a pretty substantial chance they could wind up in the winning lineup tonight. So you mentioned before that we're going to have to dig deep today. Some might say we will have to take a deeper dive into the <laughs> slate. That show at 5 p.m. Eastern tonight, the deeper dive is back. Laffy and Ship My Money going for an hour, taking you through both games again, then transitioning at, for Live Before Lock at 6 p.m., Chris Baggs, Greg Ehrenberg, take Greg Ehrenberg, jeez, nerd ass Greg, Greg Ehrenberg, taking you all the way up until lock from six to seven. So we'll have two straight hours of content tonight. If you're interested in the NFL, though, you're lucky. Coming up in about 30 minutes, NFL strategy show, Lafie, Sal, and Ben taking you through week 16 in the NFL. I personally am more excited for the NBA, but that's about as good of a show as you're going to find breaking down the NFL slate. Uh, Lafie, Sal, and Ben, really good at what they do. That's a very in-depth show. Highly recommend you guys check that out. And thank you guys to get for getting uh, north of that 200 like number. That makes me a lot happier. I don't like when it's under when it's not three digits. That's gives gives me nightmares. And uh, almost a thousand people at 10:30 a.m. <laughs> people are excited for the NBA uh, and I get it. Oh, by the way, uh DraftKings Contenders video, I posted that a little bit earlier. Go check that out. It's on our uh, YouTube channel. It's in my Contenders folder or playlist if you're looking for it. FanDuel video will be up after this show. I ran out of time, just being perfectly honest, but that's fine. I've got it in front of me now. We're about to talk about it because we've got the Battle of LA coming up. I almost said Clippers at Lakers, but obviously these guys play in the exact same place, at least for now. Um, Lakers, slight favorites, a little bit lower total in the second game than we have in the first game. Obviously, the Lakers, the defending champs. Obviously, the Clippers had a bit of a not great bubble. Um, but Paul George got paid, so 
at least he's richer than he was before. <laughs> Let's start talking about these LA teams. And I guess we could just start here. How are you feeling about yourself tonight in the Battle of LA? <laughs> well, I got to congratulate my boy Alex Crusoe on the championship last year. I mean, that was phenomenal. And like the crazy thing is, like, he went from being this guy that wasn't even really in the rotation to being like the backup point guard to LeBron James. So, like that. And then he started the last game. So, I mean, he actually was like kind of a key contributor which, uh, I mean, no one was expecting him to be. Um, but that being said, I, I don't think uh, this situation setting up good for him in L.A. this year because they signed Dennis Schroeder, and I feel like... Um... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That makes Ops Crusoe's skills like no longer really necessary. I think he'll, he'll still play a little bit, but I don't really think we can consider him in fantasy right now i'm with you on that one although all i want in my life before it is over is for the two of you to do the spider-man meme <laughs> well dude uh, i was about I, there was this fan duel event in, in march that was in la and we were going to the lakers game but it got canceled the covid i was like hoping that somehow i could like get in touch with crusoe and get some sort of like picture or something Oh, he would have been all for it too. It would have been good. It would have been like uh, Pete Davidson and Christian Yelich. Yeah, yeah, and I think Katie Bell lives out in LA too, so maybe I could have gotten her involved. I think it's hilarious that you said you think she lives in LA, as if you don't know her address. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like Katie Bell, like she she does like give a lot of DFS tips uh, that that are useful. So I have to follow her. They are like very vague and you have to really read between the lines, but yeah. That's exactly why I follow her for her tips. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk Clippers and Lakers. We got a lot of studs in this game, AD, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard. And I guess we can include Paul George, although he's not exactly priced like it on DraftKings. If you could only pick one of the studs from this game, who would it be? Well, we'll say from DraftKings for right now. Well, I'd say LeBron. Um, I mean, they're they're all solid picks today, but LeBron, I mean, so the team is mostly the same aside from Schroeder. Um, That does threaten his ball handling duties a little bit because LeBron was like the starting point guard last year. Uh, I'm not sure if Schroeder is going to start off the – to look into that again but um kuzma started in a few preseason games and kcp was still starting i also think wesley matthews gels pretty nicely with the starting unit because he's a low usage three and d guy uh schroeder it doesn't feel like the fit is as natural it feels like maybe he's best utilized off the bench well this being said i mean lebron's uh numbers last year were insane 30% usage, 47% assist rate. He gets rebounds, um, even like more rebounds in the playoffs than he did during the regular season. And he plays huge minutes. So uh, he pretty much like fills up every stat category. Um, Kawhi, not as, uh, not as good as assist guy, as well as Paul George and uh ad as well so like i feel like lebron's as solid in the scoring as all the other guys and he just picks up some more assists yeah i'm not expecting Schroeder to start i think that Schroeder is basically going to play the lou williams role for the lakers and run pick and roll on the second unit with montrez harrell i think that's probably the easiest way for that to go i assume gasol starts ad's at the four and it kind of looks like last year just with different centers but i really like that uh Schroeder Montrezl Harrell combo on the second unit. We know how good of a pick and roll player Montrezl Harrell is. He's going to uh, own some teams in that second unit for the Lakers. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. I agree with you. I prefer LeBron uh, to everyone else on uh, the DraftKings slate. 
Um, I would say AD is probably last of the four for me. Not that I don't like him, but the 10K price tag is still pretty big. Have a hard time separating Kawhi and Paul George. Clearly Kawhi with the higher overall output, uh, but Paul George being 7,800. I mean, that price tag is really hard to ignore. So if I'm ranking them on DK, LeBron, probably Paul George, then Kawhi, then AD. But ultimately you're going to be rotating through all four of those guys. They all look really, really good. There's not a ton separating them. Um, from a FanDuel perspective, you know, LeBron at 11 K is a big time number. I'd rather get to AD there where he's 10, six at power forward. I think it's easier to just spend 1500 less to go to Kawhi Leonard on at small forward pricing is just all over the map. But the guy that I want to talk about most in this game, what are your thoughts on Serge Ibaka on DraftKings 5,200 I love him, and I'm really concerned about it because he's Serge Ibaka. Like, I don't mean that like he's not good, but I was surprised to see he was projecting the way that he did. Are you confident in Serge Ibaka today? Yeah, as confident as anyone, I would say. Um, so the situation is that uh, they, they sign Ibaka in the offseason. Let me just look at their uh, up here. Uh but uh, last year we had Zubach starting most of the games and then Harrell was a uh, bench guy. And that was mostly because Harrell is like an undersized center. Uh, so in this situation, I think it's going to be different because Ibaka, like there's no reason why you wouldn't start him because he's a good defender and a good offensive player. So it doesn't really fill the same role as Harrell. And uh, I think that... I mean, he he's a really good fantasy player. Like, he has high usage, high rebounding, and he gets a good amount of, of uh, peripherals. So I'm just kind of not sure exactly how the minutes are going to fall because preseason really doesn't help you figure out that part of the rotation, and he only averaged 14 minutes a game in the preseason. So um, – if we project him to get about the same minutes as Harrell, he looks like a good play, but not a slate breaker. So what are, what are you expecting out of Ibaka? Yeah, so my first guess, and it's still something that I want to look into, I think they probably just start with Zubac in normal minutes. He'd be running up against Marcus All, that sort of fits. And I think the goal would be to have Serge Ibaka closing. The important piece here is going to be, I don't think Marcus Morris plays today. He is questionable for tonight and hasn't played in the preseason. There's not really, he just signed a four-year extension. There's not really any reason for Marcus Morris to like force his way back into this game all that quickly. Hell, they might just put Mark Heath's jersey on him and get weird with it since they're both going to be in LA anyway. But if Marcus Morris isn't playing, I think that's another avenue to sort of firm up Serge's minutes. And I, I, in that case, I really expect him to be the guy that they go to to close and whether that's against AD at the five, which would be kind of tough, or if, you know, whoever the Lakers are using in their closing lineup nowadays could be really interesting. But I'm expecting Surge probably in that 24 to 28-minute range. And if that's the case, at least on DK at 5,200, I love it. Where he's a power forward at 5,500 on FanDuel, I still think he's really good, but I would rather get to AD and Durant. Surge just stood out a lot to me on DraftKings. Um, I'm really anxious to see how he integrates with the Clippers. But the Marcus Morris news, uh, Morris was officially ruled out. Last I saw that he was still questionable. He's out. Yeah, well, perfect. Even better. Then he's out. (laughs) Now I I don't even have to worry about it. Uh, Then, like I said, I didn't expect Marcus Morris to play. Um, Are you seeing anything else from the Clippers? I see a lot of guys that just look similar relative to their salary, whether that's Lou Will, Zubach, Pat Bev at 4,400, depending on how you feel about that. Or the Reclamation Project, a guy that I did not expect to ever be playing. What do we do with Nick Batum? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Nicholas Batum is going to start for Marcus Morris almost certainly. He started all three preseason games, if I recall correctly. And I expect that to be about a 30-minute a night roll. Now, Nick Batum is a terrible fantasy player. He Last year, he only had 9% usage. Uh, which is ridiculously low. And uh, I think that's kind of why he gels with uh, Paul George and Kawhi starting lineup. 
um, because he doesn't really need the ball to make an impact. So I think he fits in well. He's 3,500 on FanDuel, so I'd consider him on there. On DraftKings at 4,100. Even though I'm projecting for 30 minutes, I only have him for 17 fantasy points, so that's not really anything exciting. In addition, should be a low volatility player with the low usage. Um, but the more... I don't know if this is more interesting, but they just the Clippers just signed Luke Kennard to a huge contract extension. I think it was yeah, like I don't 46 know what, million. What drugs were they on for that one? Oof. Well, I mean, as a Pistons fan, I gotta give Kennard some credit. He's he's a solid player. Uh he's a good like three and D guy that can also like distribute the ball. That doesn't really translate to huge fantasy performances, but yeah. I think we can feel confident that he's going to get a good amount of minutes because of this contract extension. It's not like they're signing him and they're not going to play him. Like, so uh, with Morris out, I feel like that solidifies his role a little bit because there is no clear four uh, backups. So, I mean, they got Patrick Patterson, but uh, I guess I, I should give him some minutes, but I feel like Kennard, uh, he could fit in a small ball lineup where uh, you move someone else up to the four. Uh, so he's kind of intriguing at 3,600 on DraftKings. And then the the main cheap guy on the team that I'm looking at is Patrick Beverly. He was very like injured in the playoffs last year and never really got full minutes. He wasn't playing very well. Having a couple months to, to recover, like I feel like he should be full strength. He's clear. He's almost like uh, clearly the the point guard they prefer in in LA because, I mean, he plays good defense and that's really what this lineup needs. Where Reggie Jackson is a decent like off the bench scorer, but his weakness is defense, which doesn't gel well with this team. So I feel pretty confident confident that Beverly will get a good amount of minutes and he's cheap. So. Uh, 4,400, I think he's probably the, the highest minutes guy that that actually, I mean, besides Batum, that uh, that you can count on for some fantasy production. Yeah, I think Beverly feels pretty safe at 4,400, whereas, like, Batum's minutes can get cut. They could go to Kennard. They could go to Patrick Patterson. That's a tricky spot for me to be confident in the person that gets, like, the, the minutes that you're really looking for. But Beverly at point guard, that's what they're looking for. They want a guy out there that's you know, a low usage, all defense type guy. I mean, ultimately they want something better than Beverly, uh, hence all the rumors this uh, during the off season. But for now it's Beverly. And I agree that that's sort of the spot that I'm looking at. Anything else you want to touch on from the Clippers side? Man, I cannot believe that Nick Batum is just like a guy we're going to roster today. <laughs> well, I think I got a comment on the fact that like, man, I didn't even think this team would like have it close to this lineup because there's like so much turbulence after the season. It seemed like like everyone was real pissed at each other. And I guess they did fire Doc Rivers and they replaced him uh, with uh, Tyron Lou. So I'm not exactly sure if that will make any difference. I feel like Ty Lou has this reputation of just kind of like going to these teams with these alpha players and just taking a back seat where Doc Rivers is more of a personality. So maybe that, I think it will just be more of the same, to be honest. But yeah. uh, that will be one change that we can keep an eye on going forward to see if that makes any difference practically. One last call. We've got about 1,100 people in here, 297 likes. Let's run that number north of 300. I appreciate having all of you guys here. So excited to talk NBA. And we are closing it out with last season's NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron, I think he's the pay-up stud. AD, little expensive. Like him a lot more on FanDuel. I don't think that we have too much to say about LeBron and AD. What I'm interested in is, who is your favorite Laker that isn't LeBron or Anthony Davis tonight? Uh, well, I'm kind of intrigued by the center rotation they have with Marcus Gasol and Montrezl Harrell with them uh, ha- signing two guys that, that are competent centers, I feel like that means Anthony Davis will play less center. I have, if I had to make a guess, I don't think it matters a ton, like for his fantasy value, but uh, Gasol is a good re- uh, 
a good like uh, assist guy and rebounds decently. So his his fit on the team it does seem a little bit unusual uh, because like why would you get this big that can distribute the ball when you got LeBron James? But uh, he's thirty eight hundred on on Fanduel. So at center, you're getting a one k discount from some of the more expensive guys. So that's kind of intriguing. Harold, uh, I would say, is a much better player. He also has the revenge factor going in his favor. Uh, but I mean, Harold's known for being this off the bench, like undersized center that that can really fill up the, the buckets. So I think that he's always intriguing. Uh, on FanDuel, I think he's a power forward, and he's 5,100, so that's a solid price. He's a center. Oh, he is a center. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he'd probably be one of the top options at center. There's a lot of comparable ones, but uh, do you have any lean for Gasol and Harrell? Which one will get more playing time on this Lakers team? I'm expecting it to be uh, pretty much split down the middle. Um, ultimately, I don't. Uh, I think they'd be more likely to close with Gasol. If this were the playoffs, it's a no-brainer. It's Gasol. Uh, Harrell is going to be a not huge contributor to their playoff hopes, I would imagine. And when push comes to shove, it's going to be Anthony Davis at the five more so than anything else. But I'm leaning more towards Harrell here. Uh, 5,300 on DK looks fine. I think he's going to have a, a real fun time on the second units here, just smashing. And in particular, I assume he's like not super happy about his about leaving and the way that he looked at the end of the bubble, I'm guessing he's going to want to try to erase that from people's minds. So he stands out to me as a really nice value. Uh, I'm not as, not as like super, I think he's the second best option on FanDuel, but FanDuel is just really difficult. He's the most expensive center that you're going to be rostering today, but he's only 5,100. All these guys just look really similar. That's going to be, I think center is going to be the position that decides everything on FanDuel today, just because you've got, five legitimate options and they're all not all that different relative to their own salary. I don't really like the the Lakers today though. Like Schroeder at 5,800. Why? I don't really know what we're going to get out of him. He seems fine. Gasol at 4,700 on DraftKings. That's just a pretty big price tag. I don't think that he has a ton of minutes upside. So that sort of caps him there. You know, KCP, I mean, Wes Matthews is not much of a fantasy provider when he's on the floor, but he is 3,800. Who knows if they give Taylor Horton Tucker more minutes. I just don't really see it from the Lakers today. They're probably my least favorite team on the slate. Yeah, I mean, there's AD and LeBron who are great options. Uh, but the the peripheral guys on the Lakers have never been very exciting. Taylor Horton Tucker is someone that's been getting a lot of buzz, but like the, the lineup is just hard to kind of find out where those minutes would come uh, with – I mean, they have Schroeder is kind of their off the bench uh, six man, and then uh, Crusoe. I guess uh, let's see. Um, so Kyle Kuzma started uh, the preseason games for them, so that's kind of interesting. Where like if that means he's going to get a big uptick in minutes, he could be a decent uh, option. On FanDuel of 4,200, he's got a good price, but on DraftKings, he's 5,500, which is, like, virtually unplayable. Like, even if he's playing 35 minutes, I don't know if he could pay that off regularly. So I'm kind of intrigued if this uh, this move to the starting lineup will, uh, will make Kyle Kuzma better for fantasy. But then playing alongside LeBron and uh, AD – I mean, that's not good for, for permanent production. So what are you thinking with Kuzma? Not a guy that I like today. Um, 5,500 on DraftKings just feels way too expensive for what we're going to get out of him. Um, I don't think that he's out there enough. You know, we're probably getting something in like the 22 to 26 minute range, but he's never going to be the first option. And there's a decent chance that he's not even the second option for most of the time that he's on the floor. I mean, he might think he's the first option, but I don't know if the rest of the team will agree. Uh, So he's not a guy that I'm looking at all that much, probably a little bit more playable on DraftKings or on FanDuel just because you have to play two power forwards. But I I don't get the sense that I'll have much, if any, on, on DK. And if he beats me there, 
kudos. I'm also not a fan of him in general, so I'm not mad that I don't have him and I won't be making any tweaks to try to bump up my Kyle Kuzma exposure. Well, Jason Garnett in the chat's giving us the assist here. He said Kyle Kuzma just signed a three-year deal yesterday. Three years, 40 million uh, just yesterday. So, I mean, that's a pretty big, like, stamp of approval. And, uh, I mean, he only averaged about 24 minutes the last year. And in the playoffs, it was only, like, 19. But I feel now that he's a starter, he could be significantly higher. So, uh, as we were saying, on DraftKings, he's just way too expensive. But on FanDuel, he looks like a decent option. Is there anything else you want to touch on from Lakers Clippers that we haven't mentioned yet? Any random wild card guys? Any anything that you want to point out for tonight? Well, KCP uh, is still going to be the starting shooting guard now. Uh, <laughs> like that doesn't really carry a lot of value because shooting is about all he's doing in LA, and he's not playing big minutes. He's going to be challenged for minutes by Schroeder and uh, and Wesley Matthews. I feel like Wesley Matthews, uh, although he's a bad fantasy player, like the things he's good at may be more complementary to this team. So we'll see how that, that works out. Um, on the Clippers side, Reggie Jackson's playing time is pretty uh, pretty uh limited probably i mean he only averaged 14 minutes in the playoffs but if he was higher tonight if they if they ran a a point guard rotation that was just beverly and reggie jackson he could be a guy that uh we've seen him go out and play about 24 minutes some games i don't think that's going to be an average outcome but it wouldn't shock me if reggie jackson cracked a winning lineup okay We've got a couple more minutes yet before we're going to get out of here and turn it over to the NFL guys. And again, we're going to have uh, the NBA deeper dive at 5 p.m. tonight, NBA live before lock at 6 p.m. So two straight hours of coverage before we get to lock. We've got the Millie on FanDuel. I assume there's one on DraftKings. I honestly haven't looked yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Millie on DraftKings, Millie on FanDuel. So tons of money to go around today. Is there anything, uh, any advice you have for people for, I know a lot of people are going to be trying to get into these millies for tonight. We've only got a two gamer. Any thoughts to lineup construction, things you want to try to pay attention to if you want to try to, you know, have a, a different lineup construction, maybe maybe chop your millie a little bit less? Definitely. Uh, chopping it less maybe a more reasonable goal than winning a solo. Uh, so the, my strategy on DraftKings and FanDuel is much different. On DraftKings, they have the multi-position eligibility. In addition, they have several flex spots. So there's just way more like ways you can put together the pieces than on FanDuel. So for that reason, I'll probably only leave about 1K on the table just because like there's so many other players that can be you in an NBA. It's unlikely for a cheap player to outscore a significantly more expensive player. So um, on DraftKings, I'm going to try to just maybe work some of the the roster positions, uh, maybe put together players that are harder to put together. Uh, On FanDuel, though, you just have to peg the two highest scoring players at each position. That's a little bit easier to do because if uh, certain guys have down games, then you can see unexpected names at the top. So I think you can leave a lot more money on the table on FanDuel if you're going after the million. So what are you thinking for these million makers? I mean, the FanDuel one is tough because of the way that lineups are set up. It's really hard to, to change up the game. The difference being, I think it's interesting to take guys that are near the bottom of each team's rotation, particularly guys from, I mean, every team is sort of different. Figuring out the guy that gets minutes that we didn't really expect to get minutes or the guy that we projected for six that gets 14 because he's not the 12th guy, he's the ninth guy, and we didn't really (laughs) know that yet. I think that's very important on FanDuel. So whether it like someone like Landry Shamit at 3,900 at shooting guard, I don't really know what his role is going to be for the Nets. He could not play completely. And I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. They have these other guys. He can go out there and play 16 minutes. I mean, they specifically got him. So 
maybe they see something else. The range of outcomes on some of these guys where their playing time is wild, that those are the spots that I would want to try to really take some shots. So like Jeff Green, Patrick Patterson, Kent Bazemore, Landry Shamit, maybe Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, Jordan Poole. What up, Jordan? Uh, like those are the types of guys where I think they become significantly more interesting on FanDuel on a spot where no one's going to like their, their ownership is naturally going to be lower and you have to play two at each of those positions. I think that's the spot where things can get a little bit different for you is finding out or playing the guy that ends up in the rotation that we didn't really expect. And on a day like today where we have less information today than we will in the entire season, today's the day to take those sorts of chances. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, it's uh, I think the importance of these like eighth to 10th guys off the bench is a little bit overhyped as a way to be contrarian if I have to be honest because I mean like maybe there's a a couple guys that that could crack the winning lineup like Brad Wanamaker at 3300 maybe like is, is there a guy at 3k that that could even make it. I don't think any of these guys are like getting playing time. So like the number of guys that you can pin uh, at this range is so low that it's just going to be, um, I also don't think the the guys that have a realistic shot to make the, the winning lineup is going to be that, um, are, are they going to be that loan to like a canard at 3,600? Like, I mean, he seems like someone that should be alone, but I, I'm not sure. Like, he's showing 28 fantasy points per game on the draft screen, so he stands out in that respect. And Wanamaker, um, I feel like people know him. It's just like I'm not, I, I'm not sure there is a way on DraftKings to really like game the system. And I, that I, that I 100% agree with because of yeah. the MPE. Uh, it those down the line guys just aren't going to matter as much because you could shift the chairs around so much so easily. Fandle is the spot where I think that you can find that sort of non-rotation to rotation guy. If you're playing in the Millie, like if this is just your normal contest or something, that's not the place that you want to dig in. But if you're trying to find something different in a 900,000 person contest, because of the way Fandle is set up with the lineup construction, like, I look at someone like KCP who will get a little bit of ownership at shooting guard. That's the spot where I would think like, okay, if I want to be different here, maybe I get lucky and Landry Shamit plays 15 minutes. But that, that's the little switch where I think you could pick up a little bit of, okay, I'm not going to chop this with a hundred people. But ultimately yeah. it's a two gamer with 900,000 entries. Like most of this stuff is going to exist more than once. Dude, I can't believe they have a million entries. It's so insane. Um, so Are you assuming that overlays? It did last time significantly. So I think yes. uh, it's pretty likely to overlay. So maybe we're competing with like 700,000, 600,000 lineups. Yeah, I they're mean, at 362 right now, 36% filled. I actually kind of like their showdown format a little bit better for no dupes, but this is what we got. I think leaving money on the table in a substantial amount is a good strategy if you pull it off right. And one of those ways could be nailing some guy that uh, is cheap that maybe the role we all get it wrong. So I think it, it could work out. Any final thoughts before we get out of here, turn it over to the NFL crew. Yeah, guys, just uh, thanks for uh, tuning into the strategy show. Make sure to subscribe so you get to see all our content back today at 5 p.m. Uh, for two hours. And then uh, at 4 p.m. we actually have a members-only stream on the site, the game plan. I'll be behind the paywall going through some of the tools on the site, like Fantasy Cruncher and the Lineup Builder. And uh, make sure to hit that promo code Caruso. It's $1 for a week. So uh, we're pretty much giving it away. We really are. 1,100 people, close to 400 likes. The NBA is back. I know that I'm stoked. I know the boss man is stoked. It seems like you guys are stoked because 1,100 of you showed up at 10 o'clock in the morning to watch us talk about a two-gamer. We've got tons of content coming up today, tons of content coming out for the rest of the season. I'm happy to help provide it. 
awesomeo.com is the place to be. Good luck tonight, guys. Hopefully someone wins themselves a million dollars, and I hope that person is me, at which point I'll tell <laughs> Alex and the rest of the company I need the day off. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> We're out of here.